Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast. I am Michael Obeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, in which he intends, at the end of time, to raise up a people who will rule with him. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our page, to subscribe to our channel, and if there is a notification bell icon, I would like you to hit that bell so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos. I want to encourage you to like this page so that we can develop the number of likes that we have so that we can come up in the rankings because we have a message that is critical for this hour and this time. So thank you so much for those of you who are already doing so. If you'd like to support our ministry, you can visit our website at templeoftruth.us. That's www.templeoftruth.us. Or you can go to patreon.com and look for our handle, Emerging Temple. A song, a song called Joyful, which I think he must have reached back into his childhood because about halfway through the song, he goes, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. You know, that, uh, so it's just that some of these um, songs of um, Christian Bible school songs, that they affect people the rest of their lives. Amen. One of the things that I found with working with children, I used to ask them, where do you have your joy? And the children would just start singing. I've got the joy, 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 joy all over me. And they would just wiggle. Some would roll in the grass. And, you know, we can't become as children. They're just so spontaneous. But I always felt that that was such a perfect way to talk about the joy and the love of God in our hearts and our bodies, just all over me. You can learn from children. Amen. Oh, absolutely. Yes, amen. <laughs> All right. So does someone have something you want to share with us this morning? Not this afternoon. What? I think only Liz is still in the morning. <laughs> yeah, just Liz. It's two or three in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Hurry up, Liz. We're waiting for you. <laughs> um. My big thing for, my big thing really is to rejoice in the Lord is, you know, um, that has been something I just really have been involved in for the last month or two months or, I mean, I, I always believe that, but it's something I really have been saying and putting Talking to people, um, I was with a friend and her daughter yesterday because my friend is selling her home and moving back east, and her daughter owns a home here. And they had been fighting for two days by the time I got there. And they were fighting while we were there. My sense is, you know, much more yelling and I'm getting out of here. And so, because he and another friend had come to help out and get the house ready. Um, open house and so it was really the mom and and I realized 
the, you know, the two of them do not know how to grieve together, that this is a big change for them. So I said to the mom, I said, you know, you're here complaining to me that she is yelling at you. I said, but you know what? You've been squeaking at her and picking at her. For, I'm sure it hasn't been just the last couple hours. You, you've you been nudging at her this entire time. And I said, you know what? I know it's a big change for both of you and it's painful, but you're both making it worse. Because you can just admit that this is a big change and it's painful and get this done instead of fighting with each other. And she actually did back off, and um, a couple times she started in again. I said, oh, just stop squeaking. Let her do it, you know. And I really thank God for that because I I never know what I'm going to say, but I just could not stand to see those two ladies separate, you know, um, with so much anger between them instead of just knowing it's a change and and it really you know was kind of strange because they um had to go through a couple of big cedar chests and a doll case and then um they opened the safe and were going through all the family jewelry and the mom was telling her, like, this is great grandma's, and this is like a $400-year-old ring. Somehow we've managed to keep it in the family. And the daughter puts it on her tiniest finger, and she's tiny. And she puts it on her tiniest finger. It went to the first knuckle because she couldn't get it off. She said, how skinny were these ladies? And it was so funny. And they started, like, communicating to each other. And it was just really beautiful, and I thank God for it. I think sometimes when we are there with people, we can pray to God and bring that bring that spirit of God, even though the other people aren't so believing as we are. That's that's good. But next time when you are with people like that, the first thing you want to try to do, if God allows you, is ask them to pray and ask Jesus to come into their lives. Because a lot of times people are fighting because there's a war inside of them, inside their own lives. And they have not resolved that war through peace with Jesus Christ. And so at the slightest provocation, they can go at their most loved ones, you know, and the Bible says a brother lost is harder to be won than a fenced city. So sometimes the quarrels between family members, if allowed to degenerate over time, will become irreconcilable. You can never reconcile those people anymore. If they were just friends, you'd be able to. But um, like that kind of relationship, mother and daughter just fighting over, they don't know what. If I was there, the first thing I'd ask them is, why don't we pray? And when I say, why don't we pray? It's not like want to pray to God, just talk to God. But that's what they'll think. But immediately I'll ask them to receive Jesus into their lives. I can't tell you how many times I've prayed with people that didn't know I was about to lead them in a prayer to accept Jesus as their savior. 
Mm. And then they began to cry and became a new person. You know, you would expect that, you know, they ought to know what they're about to do before they do it. I've come to realize that this thing really has nothing to do with observation, knowledge, um, and all of that. It's something from deep inside. People are yearning for something deep inside. And once you ask them um, to say this prayer with me, Lord Jesus, forgive me. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. I confess my sins. I confess I've been a sinner. I seek to walk in the way that is pleasing to God. Holy Father, fill me up with your spirit. Something in, you know, in those terms, not exactly the way I said it. You see that many of them right there and then begin crying. Many of them begin to become very happy. My kid brother, I remember the first time, almost 30 years ago, when I prayed that prayer with him. He started hearing chains breaking in his head. Literally, he could hear like clank, 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 clank. And he didn't know how he knew it was like chains. You know, the way, you, you know, the tight slaves with chains, he could, mm -hmm. he could hear it kind yeah. of breaking in his head. Another lady, I wasn't there for that one. Her testimony was when they led us through that prayer, she could see in her mind's eye, like a person that was like a bird falling from the sky. Okay, so these things are not always going to be supernatural like these two I just gave examples to, but every single one of them is a supernatural event. Do not, do not miss the opportunity every day to tell somebody, pray this prayer with me. Don't, don't take it lightly. And if you yourself haven't done so, do it now. Do it now. It's a, it's. That is how you become a Christian. At some point in your life, someday, you're going to have to stop and ask Jesus to come into your life, ask the Father to fill you with his spirit, and verbally renounce demonic influences over your life that you know of and you don't know of. That's your new beginning. Don't ever let anyone convince you that being a Christian is just one day deciding to be a good person. No, it's an actual ceremony. It's like a, it's like a wedding. It must be taken, it must be conducted one day at some place, sometime. Amen. Amen. And if you've never had that, or your friends are Christians, they say, and they've never done that. Let me tell you how important this thing is. Every single person in this world today, 7 billion people or whatever it is, a great majority of them are leaving this world every day without having said that prayer. It always bothered me until one day God showed me that he actually meets most of them on their deathbed and nobody knows. And he tells them who he is and they believe. That was the day I had peace because I always said, God, this is not fair. And I began to understand that when Jesus talked about the few, the few are those of us who don't only have the opportunity to be saved, but have the opportunity to have this close divine relationship with him. Mm -hmm. The thief on the cross was saved, but he never had the relationship with Jesus that the apostle Paul did. Or Peter.
Does that make sense? Amen, it does. All right. But I'm telling you, like the thief of, like, like David said, he would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than spend his life enjoying somewhere else. Okay? So the thief of the cross is better off than somebody who rejected Jesus, even though he has all the best behavior in the world. Amen. Amen. Let me stop here. So if somebody has something else you want to share with us, go ahead. Brother Mike, uh, this is mom. Uh, one of the things that when she was talking about the mother daughter uh, 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 having a fight, uh, many times people that love each other deeply, when one is about to pull away and go someplace else, usually the elder person feels like, oh, I wish I should have done, I hope I told them enough things. They begin to worry out loud of all the things they're not sure this person can handle when they leave their presence. And if they only communicated in a fashion of being bossy or mean to each other, that's what comes out. But sometimes we have to, in our prayer also, uh, let God bring some love back into their lives and be able to tell each other how much they're gonna miss each other. And that's one of the hardest things to do when you're in cultures and families that have a hierarchy. How dare you leave me and I can't release you. So it is a very good time to have the prayer for their hearts and salvation because until they get that, they can't see the others. Amen. Amen. Mm. I I, have, have you guys thought about um, what's going on with um, the desire by the people in authority to force people to take a vaccine? Have you thought about that? Yes, they know they're losing. But I thought about it. And when I was watching the True News broadcast, I think on Thursday night, I saw something and um, I was beginning to wonder because I was thinking all along, there's something that they're not telling us that they didn't want us to know. And on that broadcast, they were showing the um, North Koreans out in their public square in their red hazmat uniforms and everything. Then it occurred to me, wait a minute, they've been pushing this vaccine on us, um, virtually begging us to take this vaccine, now threatening us to take this vaccine. Maybe they think, maybe they think that there's, um, there's an imminent uh, biological attack against us because they're saying, you know, about, a about six weeks ago, they said, look, if you've been injured by the vaccine, just apply for social security benefits and we'll give it to you immediately. So it's like, okay, what is it that they're so afraid of that, that they're saying, look, risk getting injured because if we get an attack, maybe whatever they put in there is supposed to protect us. And if we don't have it, we'll definitely die. But then again, you wonder, well, are they right? because they've said many times before, I mean, we've been on red alert or orange alert since 9-11 20 years ago. So I, 
I really don't know. The only thing I know for sure is that they're not telling us everything that that they uh, that they know about this, but they ha have some reason, and who knows what their reason is. You can't trust them. And maybe if they told us what their real reason was, maybe they wouldn't have to force people to do something, you know? Well, let's let's look at this from the spiritual perspective. One, the Bible refers to Satan as the God of this world, okay? Mm -hmm. And we do know that there's a place in the book of Revelation where it says, and the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. Is that not so? Yes. Okay. Which means at this particular period, the kingdoms of this world do not belong to our Lord and his Christ. Yes. They belong to someone else. Yes. The, th the thought or the concept of telling people you cannot go into a grocery store unless I stick a needle into your arm. There's something about that that is um, demonic. Now, to say you cannot come into my house, you cannot come into, you know, anything that's private, that's different. But when a, when a government, not just one, when all the governments in the world are agreed on something, the Cubans, that's the communists, Castro people, okay? They're totally agreed with us in America, okay? Then you enter into what we as Christians used to talk about in the old days when the Christians used to talk about something called the one world government. Do you all, anybody remember that phrase? Yes. Yes. You hardly hear that phrase anymore. But like 50, 30 years ago, it was common for Christians to be writing books about the coming one world government. And it always sounded so absurd that those of us who used to read such books and think about the coming of an antichrist, we look like wackos, even to other Christians. But look at it, a, a condition that knows no borders requires a world government to handle that condition. Isn't that so? That's what they're pushing for. Now, as children of God, we've read in the scriptures where it said no one was allowed to buy or sell except they received a mark on their arms or in their foreheads. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes. And that we were not supposed to take the mark. Now. Absolutely. Even if this is not the mark, for fear that it just might be, shouldn't we be weary of taking it? Because it's actually coming in the same package that the book of Revelation told us. 
because it said hearing is the patience of the saints. Can anybody find that scripture for us? Because it's that statement, herein lies the patience of the saints, I want us to take a look at. Okay. Uh, be Googling it. <laughs> Revelation 5 8 is prayers of the saints. Okay. So. Okay, I think it's probably going to be chapter 13. Um. Revelations 14 12. Okay. No, no, Revelation 13, 16. Revelation 13, verse 16. 14 would be the one God does. Thirteen would be the hand and the head, and fourteen is the one God does, which is only the head. So we're looking at Revelation thirteen sixteen. Okay. Oh, we can take it. We can take it um, from verse fifteen to eighteen. Amen. Amen. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bound, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell save he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast for it is the number of a man and his number is 603 score and six. Amen. So we see here where scripture says a time would come when rich and poor, old and young, everybody would be forced to receive a mark, either in their hands or on their foreheads. Now, there are so many reasons not to assume that this current drive for the vaccine shot is referring to the scripture. However, why would I want to find out? The spirit of this scripture is clear. If you are coerced to take something, don't. Right? Right. So if, if you're saying, look, if you don't take this shot, you're going to die. Good. That's my choice. 
but if you're saying, if you don't take this shot, you're not going to be able to buy or sell. And of course, it's more than buy and sell. It means to go places, etc. Then right. I begin to wonder, wait a minute, wait a minute. This sounds awfully familiar. So why do I want to spend my time arguing with myself or anyone else on whether this could be what Revelation 13 is speaking about? Or maybe it's not. The fact is, it sounds like it. It mm -hmm. acts like it. It walks like it. So guess what? I'm not taking the shot. Because you've said clearly that if I don't take the shot, I can neither enter a restaurant, I can't go here, I can't fly, I can't do this. This doesn't sound like something a normal government has a power, has the power to decide. Something bigger is going on here. Mm -hmm. so, so I'll pass because I'd rather die than find out that I did something that, look at Adam and Eve. When God told Adam and Eve not to eat from that tree, do you know there was nothing wrong with the tree itself? Yeah. How do we know? How do we know? Eve was never told by God not to eat from the tree. Okay? So when she ate from the tree, nothing happened. But when she gave it to Adam, the person who was given the instruction, something happened. That tells you that the tree in and of itself wasn't unclean. But to the person that esteemed it to be unclean, to him it was unclean. That's what scripture tells us. <laughs> Good. So here we are now. God has given us a word saying, some guy's going to come telling you all to get a jab in your forehead or in your hands. And if you don't, you won't be able to buy or sell. Better not do it. Well, it's right here. Okay. Maybe sometime in the future, there'll be something less invasive that they just put on your forehead. <laughs> okay. Or maybe you're getting something on your forehead that's spiritual and not physical. I don't know. So I just wanted to put this out there on why I am now coming out to say, you know what? I think I've seen enough to say, I, I don't encourage the Christians to go ahead and do this. When it was, you know, look, go do this for yourself, you know, save yourself, save your family. I had no problem with it. But the moment the president of the United States comes out and says he's given an order that every soldier must be vaccinated. Okay, every person that does business with the United States government must be vaccinated. Wait a minute, who doesn't do business with the United States government? Everybody. So if, right, so if I supply shoes to the Department of Defense, now all my workers, all my employees must be vaccinated or they can't work with me. Okay. Those. That, that is the consequence of the statement made by the president this week. Oh, he's so. worse. He said, worse, he said that any company, any company that employs more than 100 people, their employees must all be vaccinated. Exactly. I didn't I, even hear that I one. Think, I think, I, I really have to say that 
because I have spent my life in politics, I have to say that Biden is one of the stupidest people that has ever lived. I don't even know how he got elected. Um, I mean, I've dealt with Biden long ago when he was a senator. And I I don't think that Biden is make I, I think that Biden is incapable of thinking up some kind of what you know, something that would work to help people understand, you know, this is a serious disease and you need your vaccines. And I think that whoever but plays all these political games is now playing a political game where everybody's concerned about did you get your shots or you didn't and Biden stepped right into that by starting to tell everybody you have to have your shots but I'm old enough that I remember when polio was still a horrible disease and when they came out and said we have found a you know we have found a vaccination for, for polio they put that vaccine out there polio was practically never heard of it now and what about tetanus Hooping cough, people used to have 12 or 15 kids. They were lucky if one grew up to adulthood because people, so many people died of whooping cough. And I think that there's a point where each one of us has to get in prayer and talk to God and decide whether to get our vaccines or not. I felt that God gave me some doctors, and I've been with those doctors for 35 years. Every single one of them had the shots. Every single one of their employees had those shots because they didn't want them to die. And one of my sons and his wife and the grandkids and everybody back there, they have not had their shots because they're all arguing this Christian argument. I don't think, I seriously do not think anybody ever brought up the idea of these shots to deal with Christians or non-Christians. I think they did come up with these shots fast because Trump pushed the companies and said, you know what, this is really serious. we got to deal with it. I mean, look at smallpox, what it did to Native American people. And there's now a vaccine for it. And I just feel that, you know, they love us arguing and fighting about things that have, there's nothing to fight about. And the more both sides make up things, the less likely any of us are to look at it seriously and get on our knees and pray to God and see if we get peace with it. And, you know, my son and I, the son, my older son and I have both had cancer. We both knew we were high risk and we both said, hey, you know, the last thing we need is something else. My neighbor's in the hospital for six weeks, probably won't come home. And his son was 40 years old, a healthy young man. He's died of this disease. And to me... I think we have to get on our knees and whatever decision somebody makes, make your own decision. But I told my younger son, I am going to let you make your own decision and not squeak at you, but I am going to tell you, I'm going to be very saddened if you die from something ridiculous that you could have gotten a vaccine and not died from. And and I, I just think we're all fighting about all these little things you know, we're fighting about this little thing and that little thing and our men better and our women better and our British better and our Americans better and who likes who better. And, you know, I, 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 think, I think that is so against what the Bible tells us. It doesn't matter. I don't think it matters. I think, does Biden have the power to tell us that? 
Well, I guess he does have the power to tell us that. Was it a smart move? Probably not. And for him to think that the the biggest thing he should be doing is closing down businesses if people don't get their shots is, is stupid. But Biden let's see, the, see the, 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 let's see, the problem with this perspective is you're looking at it as a Biden issue. Biden isn't controlling Cuba. Biden isn't controlling Nigeria. Biden isn't controlling China. It's a worldwide command. Now, what we are saying. Hold on, hold on. Why worry about it? They've had no, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. What we're saying is, what we're saying is not, we're not trying to pick on one government official, whether he's smart or not oh, smart. I'm not That's not. That. I understand what I'm saying. I, I get, I get you. America, no, what, see, notice we gave, notice we gave a scripture. Listen, listen to what I'm saying. Up until now, they didn't start giving vaccines last week. They've been doing it for all, over a year now. What I'm saying is this that we have scripture that warned us that a time would come when we would be told to receive a mark. Now, imagine a man 2,000 years ago seeing a vision, okay? And he's telling you what he saw in the vision. That's the book of Revelation. And that in this vision, all people, rich or poor, powerful or not powerful, were forced to receive a mark, and that if they did not take this mark, they could neither buy nor sell. Now, up until now, we've been encouraged to take the shot, fine. And up, on, up until now, I said, look, brethren, if you feel disposed, that you feel you need to take the shot, go ahead and take the shot. I'm not saying, that in retrospect, you have done anything wrong. I'm saying that today, we have a different situation on our hands. We now have a situation in which we are being told that if we do not take this shot, we should neither buy nor sell, just like the scripture warned us would happen. So those of us who have taken the shot or have not taken a shot, the shot is irrelevant. What is relevant now is that the, the, the game has changed. The, the game has changed. And you, even though you have taken the shot, that in and of itself is not the concern. The concern is whether or not we obeyed God or we did not. When you took the shot, nobody told you, if you don't take this shot, you can neither buy nor sell. Did anybody tell you that? Of course not. You advised, take the shot, it's good. There's a bug in the air that's killing people. Fine. But this week for us, it changed. We were told if, and it's gonna get worse, but we can't, we can't hide anymore. There's no, we can't play games with it anymore. Now they have come out and told us, if you don't take this shot, you can neither buy nor sell just like the scripture told us. Why should we want to find out? Now, if I had taken the shot two months ago, three months ago, I took the shot of my own free will. Nobody said, if you don't take the shot, you can neither buy nor sell. 
do you see what I'm, what I'm trying to say here? I'm not saying I that do, those who've taken the shot. I Go ahead. Do, I do see that seriously, and that's why I'm saying something, and I'm not talking about just Biden. I do see it seriously. And one of the big people that are really against this for the exact same reason are the Jehovah Witnesses. And, you know, I have friends who are Jehovah Witnesses. They will not take the shot because of the same reason, Revelation. And the government forcing marks on. You know what? We have to take that out of it, sit down on our knees and pray to God, and every person has to make their own decision. My younger son is lives in an area where they're just all Republicans and they ain't going to get that shot no matter what that Democratic guy has to say. I said, well, Trump is the one who got the, the thing. You know what? If you die because you're standing up for something that doesn't make any sense, you're, you're not listening to God, and I don't, I don't think this is a God issue. I do not. No, it is a God I issue, Liz. Listen, listen, Liz. It is a God issue because you just read in the Word where God told us that a time would come when you would be told you can neither buy nor sell except you take a mark. The point is this. You started right when you said, let everyone be fully persuaded. You yeah. cannot say, let everyone be fully persuaded and then turn around and decide to lambaste the opinion of someone else that disagrees with yours. Listen, let's I'm stop not that. Say, I'm not saying that, but that's how I'm feeling. But you just said if, you're, if somebody dies for a stupid reason. No, we're not going to take that. Okay, this is the word of God. And we hold it to be the true, no, this, undisputable. Hold on, hold on. Listen, 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 Liz. We hold it very sacred, okay? Very sacred. So it's okay for you or anyone to say, this is how I see it. But there's no person's perspective of the word of God that is stupid. None. So you I have your perspective. I said, I did not say that. I said, if you can get a vaccine and not get this disease, which is killing people who don't have the disease, who don't have the vaccine, that I don't care what your reason. I have several friends who won't get it because they're sure that the Trump made this up to kill black people. By the way, let us speak with real. Let's speak. Let's speak. Can we speak? Can, can I? I'm sorry to digress, but since you brought this up, let's. I want you to understand where all of us here are very intellectual people. Number one, there is no evidence that there are more people dying from this disease who are not vaccinated than those who are vaccinated. Facts. Okay, so the vaccination has absolutely nothing to do with the numbers of those dying from this disease. That's a fact. When we hang up, go check it. So the vaccination is not saving lives. People are dying at even greater rates who have taken the vaccine. Okay, so that is not a fact. I don't want to talk about the natural things. I want to stick with the spiritual things, which is God said something in his word about not being coerced to do something. We now see coercion, not just in America, all over the world. We're not just talking about Democrats or Republicans. There's no Democrats or Republicans in Cuba or in China or in Nigeria. What about this? What about um, New Zealand, where they have internment camps for the unvaccinated? And Australia. So this yeah. is this is we're talking about a worldwide thing. 
And so it's no longer about left versus right. Yes, a person feels, look, uh, I should take the shot. Fine, but I am a preacher sent to share a word in the understanding that God has given me. So I ought to be able, if I am persuaded that I ought to speak to God's people about something, say that. I'm not, I don't dilly-dally. When it's, when it's not time to talk, I can't go ahead of God and speak. But based on where things are today, I must tell God's people, look, this thing has come to the point where they are telling you, you can neither buy nor sell as that you receive it. Maybe we're wrong, but I cannot in good conscience tell you that it's okay to just go ahead and do what you feel like doing. But that doesn't stop you. Maybe I'm wrong. That's what I say. That's why I say each person should get on their knees with God and make their own decision. But I do absolutely, really, absolutely, 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 because yeah. and, and you know, quite frankly, I see both sides of it blathered here and there and everywhere. And you know what? The truth of the matter is, unless the hospital where I work and where I know so many doctors is some kind of fluke. The people who are dying are not vaccinated. And the people who are coming in there are not vaccinated. And the last I heard from the CDC, the people who are dying are not vaccinated. And, you know, it, to me, it's something like tetanus. I mean, you know, you better get a tetanus shot because if you get tetanus, you know, everybody's supposed to get one every 10 years. I get them five years because people who work around horses, tetanus is stronger around there and you better get your vaccination. And so maybe I just come from a different place of vaccination. As far as the government telling me I have to have it or I can't work, it won't stop me working. It's not to stop my sons working. Most of my brothers and sisters own their own companies. They won't stop working either. And yet Trump gave us those vaccines right off the bat. All of our Native American clinics. Look, that is, listen, this is all fine. This is all great. This is all great. 60% of the people haven't gotten it. It was no, this is this is listen what you've said so far what you've said so far about people you know choosing and all that's great we agree with that but there is something called a minister this is a man or a woman who stands up and speaks to God's people what he or she believes God is saying at that time now I am standing there and I'm speaking and I'm telling you all Take what I'm saying very seriously because I'm not doing this for any sort of reward. And anybody who takes what I say very lightly, you have absolutely no idea what you've gotten yourself involved in. This is the word of God that is being spoken. I quoted scripture. I'm not talking about America or Biden or Republican or statistics. I'm not talking about any of those things. I am saying God released a word 2,000 years ago where he told us something would happen in the whole world. And at that time, it must have sounded absurd. Well, we're seeing it happen before our very eyes. Okay. Now, for that reason, I am warning God's people. And I'm telling you all, take a look at this thing. Don't seem, don't tell me about, you know, Oh, Jehovah's Witness did this. Jehovah's. It doesn't matter what Jehovah's Witness did. That's not the issue here. The issue here is we have been told, if you don't do this, 
than exactly what the Bible says. And I'm like, wait, the Bible said this, this was gonna happen. It's only a goat that is being led to be slaughtered that just keeps crying about the grass it left behind. No, we ought to stop and say, wait, it's not about, like I said, if you took the vaccine two months ago, fine. I, if I felt like it two months ago, I would have done that. But now that I'm being told that I can neither buy nor sell, just like scripture said, even if this is not it, at least if I take the word of God seriously, I should stop for a second and look at it. I shouldn't just keep going. I should stop for a second and take a look at it. That's all I'm saying. Okay? And that's what I, that's exactly what I'm saying. Each person needs to look at it all and get on their knees and talk to God. And where they get peace with it, they need to take that peace. Fine, fine. Sorry to have distracted everybody and taken us from way, but this is really important. And as a minister, I want to go on record to tell the Christians all over the world who might hear this video, this this talk tomorrow, that as at this date, they need to wake up and smell the coffee. Something isn't right about this. This is not your grandma's vaccine, okay? This isn't what they used to give you when you were a baby, so you didn't get tetanus, you didn't get polio. No, this is something different. This one, you take one shot, then you take a second shot, then you take a third shot, and by the time you're done, you're probably gonna take who knows how many, okay? There's something about this, it's eerie, and until they said you must take it, or you can't go into a restaurant, you know, I figured it was, you know, your own free will. But right now, it sounds too similar to what we saw in Revelation 13. Even if it's not Revelation 13, please wait a little bit, okay? Wait a little bit and watch. That's all I say. That's all I'm saying, okay? Amen. All right. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Mike. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Hey, Liz, I still love you. Don't worry. I, I want you to keep, I want you to be strong the way you are, be, you know, tenacious the way you are. Just please do more in the area of backing up yourself with the word of God. Do you understand? So we don't go based on opinions, okay? It's, it's, I, I've spoken today based on my understanding of the word, and I'm hoping that people all over the world will listen to what I'm saying, not stop what they're convinced they ought to do, but at least say, you know what, what this man is saying makes sense. The word of God said such and such, so maybe I should stop and take a look at this thing. That's all I'm called to do. I'm not called to make anybody do anything, but I'm called to tell people, hey, the word of God says such. Jehovah's Witness don't even believe in blood transfusion. There's no way in the Bible it says don't take blood transfusion. If anything at all, the Bible is about blood transfusion. Okay, so, you know, it's, you know in, in, in philosophy, there's something they call reductor ad absurdum. And that's when you're discussing with somebody, you want to uh, delegitimize what their opinion is. So you reduce it to look absurd. But no, I'm not absurd. The word of God is not absurd. The word of God has more than the capability to bring itself to reality without me. It doesn't need me. I need the word. The word doesn't need me. Okay. So well, I, I'll jump. I, I don't think. Yeah, go ahead. I don't think that you, I don't think that you look absurd, or I don't think people that believe 
like I said to my son, if that's what you believe, then that's what you believe. I'm not going to argue with it. I'm not going to argue with my friends. She and her whole group, these are educated, college-educated women who work in the courthouse. They all believe that these vaccines are there to kill off black people. And when she told me that, I could not believe it. She's 65 years old. She's had cancer. She's super high risk. She needs to get that vaccine. And she will not get it. Yeah, but the, there's no way the Bible said a time would come I have no when idea. there would be a vaccine to kill black no people. Idea. What we're talking but about you know now what? is what we're talking about now is, hold on, what we're talking about now is the word of God. Not a political perspective. Have the same thing. They have I understand. I understand. No, I get it. I get it. I understand. I get that part too. But this is not what we're saying. We're talking about the word of God. But I'm saying that. I mean, I have to say to you, you're the first time I've ever read the book of Revelation. I mean, I've read it. But the first time I've ever gone at all in the book of Revelations because. Um, I just, you know, I just read the research on it and I just didn't want to, I, I just said, you know, I'm, and then now that you've attached it to some of the old Testament and a lot, I'm beginning to research some of those things, but, um, you know, I was out here in the desert for six years and the people that came to my door and said hello to me or said anything were Jehovah Witnesses, so I do have a lot of friends that are Jehovah Witnesses. But you know what? There's some stuff they believe that I just said, oh, no, I can't go there. I mean, that's anti-Christ and it's anti-God. And, you know, um, I I just think that it's very important for every person on any issue there is to get on your knees and talk to God because God is going to give you your answer. And, and I think that is really important for all of us to understand. God is going to give you our answer. And, you know, it's that gut thing. If, if you get on your knees and you feel at peace with God, then you're going to do what God tells you to do. And if you get on your knees and, feel, and say, well, I don't feel at peace with this, then you're not going to feel at peace with it. But I also feel, and I thank you for saying getting strength in my belief because I have to, in my work, I have to have some serious faith in God to get out there and take on people that I have to deal with. And, um, you know, I decided to go back and do this and and do some projects that I'm doing. Um, and it's very difficult to is pray to God and go in and talk to people about why did you I mean you have to put it in a more tactful way than this but honestly why did you steal those two million dollars from the taxpayers and now the state is burning down but that's something that God is giving me some education experience and gives me an open door and says I don't know how I ended up talking to the head commander guy but I did and he laughed and he just said you're right so now we have to work on the pro. We have to work on the issues. We have to resolve things. We have to make things better. And I think, you know, that everything, everything, we have to look at things and make them better. And if the issue is the government's making us do something, well, you know what? I'm, I'm old. The draft, the draft was the, 
I mean, they stamped their things on everybody. And now mm-hmm. they have the draft. And, you know, they go, oh, we don't have a draft. Yes, they do. Every young man has to, has to register for the draft, and pretty soon they'll add women. And when Uncle Sam calls now, there there is a mark on your head. And maybe it's not on your head and your arm, but, you know, telling you to go kill when Jesus tells us not to kill. I mean, that, those are things to me that I, I have to... I have to be strong, too, in saying the only place you're going to find answers is from God. And and I, I just think it's really, um, I mean, every nation that's done this, you can't go on a plane, you can't do this. But you know what? We shouldn't have been going on planes without our fever. They, they should have taken our temperature a long time ago. But sooner or later, something was going to come along. Because planes are filthy. And now they're a bit cleaner. They've made air standards on planes. So I just say, you know, like, you know, I hate to see it when Christians get themselves backed into corners that say, um, well, this is what it says. Maybe it's not what it says. Maybe it's the wrong thing. Maybe it's the right thing. I don't know. And I don't I, I can't really do anything. I had my shots in February or March when they first came out. So that you shouldn't even be you know, I just can, can I can I ask us to take a look at Second Thessalonians? Can 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 we take a look at Second Thessalonians chapter two? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. What, uh, we'll take we'll take from verse one to thir- um, to twelve. Verse one to twelve. Anyone can read. Amen. What chapter? Second Thessalonians chapter two. Chapter two. That's in the New Testament, of course. Verse one to twelve. Okay. Sorry, somebody's phone is like I don't know. Maybe it's the wind. That's yeah, the that, that's pages. Okay, okay. It's page turning in a big book, brother Mike. All right. Yeah, hear it again. Okay. Need to mute the phone. No, no, it's okay. Go ahead, mom. If you found it, is everybody there? Amen. Now, beseech you, brethren. Yes, amen. Chapter two. First one. One through what? One through twelve. Second Thessalonians the chapter adjective, two, verses one through twelve. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, 
who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshiped so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now lefteth will let, letteth, will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall the, that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivables of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receiveth not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believeth not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, yeah. beloved of the Lord, because God hath begun from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. Thank you. Amen. 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 Okay, this scripture doesn't apply to any one of us here particularly. So don't, please don't, nobody think that. Think that. Why I wanted us to read the scripture was, I wanted us to get a context. There's more scriptures to see that what you and I read earlier in the book of Revelation is not an isolated scripture. It's part of the package that was delivered to us. Yes. We were told from, I could take you tomorrow, there's no time for that. So that's why I really need you to believe what I'm saying, okay? So part of what you believe, when you say I'm a Christian, I'm born again, I believe in Jesus Christ. Part of what you believe is the eschatology of Christ. Okay, the, the, the things that are spoken about what will come at the end of time. So you and I have no way of being certain that things that are happening are the things we're told would happen. But we ought to be cautious. Do you understand? We ought not to let ourselves make decisions without meditating on the word. You see, I might pray to God. God, show me what I ought to do. Nine times out of 10, God will speak to me using a word, okay? So if you look at when Jesus was here, after fasting for 40 days, the Bible said Satan took him onto a high mountain and told him, if you are the son of God, turn the stone into bread. Jesus responded with a word, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then another place, Jesus, the, the devil told him, jump from here. After all, the scriptures say, he shall give his charge over thee, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone mm -hmm. at any time. Well, go read it. God never said at any time. Satan added that because if Jesus put his faith in that, he would not be putting his faith in the word of God. He would put in the faith in something Satan said. Okay. So we need to know what the word of God is saying contextually so that when we pray to God, we have a word 
to back us up to know that the voice that we've just heard isn't the voice of Satan, but the voice of God, okay? And that's why we've been given the scriptures. And the Bible says, everyone that's a babe is unskillful in the word, amen? So there's amen. a skill that you must develop in the word of God. It's not optional. You must develop it, okay? Now, here in chapter two, what we read, it says, a man is coming and he's going to sit in the temple acting as God. Now, there is no physical temple. You and I know that. So where is this place he's going to sit? In, um, I think in verse, where was it? It says, um, verse four, it says, he, he acts as God and sits in the temple. Let me ask us, where is the temple? In us. You are the temple. So Paul is warning you that there's somebody that's going to be in you and me that's going to just sound and be like God. But he's a deceiver. The only thing you have to fight is the sword. And the Bible says the word of God is the sword. Yes. And so you must develop. It's not optional. You've got to develop your skill in the word. So you can have something to stand on. That's why we're teaching. That's why we're speaking. We're not speaking because we don't have something else to do. We're speaking because God has placed it upon us that we will be held responsible for the lives of innocent men and women that go into perdition. Look here. It says, verse 11, and for this reason, God shall send them strong delusion that they might believe a lie. Have mercy, Lord. That they might believe a lie. Who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Verse 12, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. All I'm saying, brethren, is let's tread carefully. I'm not making any that's law. That's let's what I'm saying. Yes, go ahead, sis. Go ahead, sis. Yep. Sister Liz, I would tell you, I love you so much. Look, since I've never met you personally, but I know you're a child of God. I know you love God because every week you're here. You want to hear the word. You want to share the word of God. Nobody put a gun to your head. And so you're very special to God. If I do anything that makes you disillusioned with the word of God, that makes you no longer or become disillusioned with the fellowship, I'll answer to God for it. I know him. I know what he expects of me. Me and he know ourselves very well. I'm, a, I'm like, let me tell you something. Between you and me, he'll choose you anytime over me. I know him. That's his way. So I'm not going to go mess with him. I know him very well. Okay, so I've never, God have mercy on me if I've said or done anything in any way to make you um, discouraged. He will never be happy with me for that. But I only came well, to I say think, for, I thank oh. you. I thank you for that thought because I really was just going to say, I don't think I'll be coming back. <laughs> okay, okay. See, that's, you see, see the Holy Spirit, the way he works Okay, there's nothing he does that will ever want to turn out the flame of a person. 
But remember something, when Jesus was here, his disciples went to him after he spoke to some people and said, Master, don't you think what you said to these people will offend them? And he said, leave them, for it is not given to them to know the mysteries of the kingdom. You see, a woman came to Jesus and said, Master, please heal my child. And she was a Gentile. And Jesus told her, it is not right for me to take the children's food and give to dogs. Her own children, her own daughter. You know what the woman said? She said, yes, master. But even the dogs eat crumbs that fall from the children's table. And the Bible says, Jesus said, wow, I have never seen faith like this, neither in all of Israel. And told the woman she would be blessed and said, all over the world, wherever this kingdom is message is preached, this will only be remembered. Always remember, for you to enter the kingdom of God, you must be violent. Jesus said, the kingdom of God permits violence and only the violent shall take it by force. What does that mean? Does it mean physical violence? Of course not. He meant you've got to press on, never become so tender that you easily become offended because that's the job of Satan to take you from the word of God. Now, if you get this word someplace else, that's fine. But if you don't get this word anyplace else, don't lose it because of any man. Hold on to the word of God. You found something valuable. Don't lose it because of man. Amen. Let me, let me stop there. If somebody else has something they want to say, go ahead. Thank the Lord for his word. I just think um, one thing about the scripture is the scripture gives us warnings. It gives us insight and whatnot, but God loves us so much. He says, you know what? I put things here to help you, and um, but he still loves us whether we take his help or not, but we find ourselves in a world of trouble when we don't take his advice. That's all. Well, it's even worse if you had not heard it and don't know where to go find it. Yes. I appreciate uh, hearing uh, today, Brother Mike, about how the situation surrounding this topic changed which means now you have to dig deep and see what you get from that. Before, uh, it was one thing. Now, uh, the force behind it is what we're going to take away from you if you don't do it. And that is suspect because if it was for my own good to keep me from dying, why do you have to threaten me? And coerce. Exactly. 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 That, 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 spirit, that spirit of coercion is what Jesus told us in Revelation is going to come. So we don't know. Maybe this guy just mean well. You know, like, okay, let's, you know, push them. We don't know. So let's wait and find out. We do know that the scriptures told us, don't take it if you're coerced. Maybe it's also referring to this. We don't know. But let's wait. But those who took it before now, they were not coerced. They were persuaded. 
and they took it. So in my mind, that's different. It's like when the Bible says in the book of Acts that in the days of ignorance, God winked at, but now he commandeth all men to repent. Okay, so if people came out and said, look, there's a disease all over, everybody should go take a shot, save your life, save your family, save your loved ones. That's one thing. But now you can no longer have a job. I saw a video of a woman, a teacher, a professor of philosophy in university in Canada, PhD. Guess what? She just got fired on the 7th of September because she didn't take a jab. She lost her job, job she'd have for 20 years. Mm. I, I, I can send the video to everybody, I'll post it. There's something about that. That's not God. That's not Jesus. There's something about that. She didn't start working there two weeks ago, two months ago. She'd worked there for 20 years. She probably was there before the school president came there. Who knows? Mm. There's something about this. Mm. And I've warned the children of God that, look, take a look at this going forward. But like Sister Liz said, be fully persuaded and then make your choice. Should we close in prayer now? Yes. So I solicit your prayers. I solicit your support. Okay, I want to thank you for your time. For those of you who have been faithful, you know, supporting this work, for being involved, sharing these videos. Okay? Don't be, don't, don't, don't get weary. Don't be weary. Don't get tired. Your strength is supposed to come brighter and brighter every day. Okay? Keep pressing on. Share these videos with your family and friends. Start watch parties on Facebook. Go over these videos so your friends and family can discuss it. Okay? And continue to write us. Write me through Facebook. Write me through you know, the, the comment section here on YouTube. Okay? So I want to encourage you. Thank you so much for the way you've been supporting us. Thank you so much for all that you've been doing. We really appreciate it. Remember what I said. If you want to continue listening to us, you can always go, okay, to our website. You can see the online menu channels that you can get us through. Like I mentioned um, Apple's iTunes. I met Apple iTunes. I mentioned um, Spotify and I think Google. You can also, you know, there are other platforms also through which you can hear us through audio, okay? I want to encourage you to subscribe to our channel and to, you know, hit the like buttons, hit the like buttons. I can't say that enough. Every time you watch these videos through YouTube, hit the like buttons. Now, if you're watching through Facebook or you're watching through some other video like WhatsApp, it's not going to show here, so you won't even see a like. But if you're watching through YouTube, I want to encourage you, or Facebook, wherever it is, I want to encourage you, hit that like button. Okay, hit that like button, it matters to us, okay? Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for everything that you've been doing, you know, by watching our videos. 